Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Latte and Laundry. It is the wee hours in the morning here um, while I am trying to just connect with all you guys and record an episode here that has just been something that's been on my heart for some time and it won't be it won't be news to you guys you know where my heart lies with regards to the passion I have for our vocations as mothers but it's just another um thing that's just been swirling around in my heart for some time and I wanted to get on here and and chat about what God has been pondering and putting on my heart before I kick us off um, why don't I open us up with our weekly Bible verse, which this week is Luke eleven twenty three, and it says, anyone who is not for me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Okay, here is my question, my friends. Are you for them? Are you for your children? Are we for our children? Now, this can be like a pretty blanket statement. Um, which is why I wanted to dive into just this idea of being for our people in our home, specifically our children. And it's something that we've actually in the Billy House been talking a lot about in the last um, chunk of months, where we really just realized when looking out at our children, when we were, they were having fights or sibling quarrels or things were just going on, we really just honed in on this de- idea of like, are you being for them? when they would tattle or where they would want their, their sibling to get their toy taken away or to lose a game that didn't mean they won. There's just this sentiment in my heart and my husband's heart that really just kept coming up. Are you for your sibling? And we started really having a lot of conversations with this with our children. Of, are you for each other? With this idea of if you are not for them, you are against them. And I heard Father Boniface Hicks, and I might have talked about this previously on a different podcast, but I, I heard Father Boniface Hicks recently talk about the idea that there is no neutral ground on this earth. Zero. Right? It's this idea that in every moment we're either moving towards God or away from God. <laughs> and that can be really intimidating and daunting because I'm like, okay, so you mean when I'm cooking the dinner and the baby's yanking at my heel and the kids are um, running around with wild chaos and that in that moment, I'm either moving towards God or away from God. And there's so much we could dive into with regards to just that sentiment alone, but I really wanted to pray through and think through and ponder and discuss here this idea of moving towards our children, which ultimately is moving towards God. Are we for them? Because if we are not for them, we are against them. And um, before I even really dive deeper into this conversation, there was something that was just put on my heart that I wanted to kind of like speak to for a minute here before we dive deeper into this topic. And it's just that idea of, I want to be very clear here (laughs) on this podcast. I am completely and wildly imperfect. And I know you know this, but I think it's so important for me to sit, sit, sit here and say this today because I think I often speak 
to what are my ideals, what God is putting on my heart and where the movement of the Holy Spirit is just continuously trying and calling me to convert my heart and my soul in the ways I live, in the ways I love, to more embody the life and love of Christ himself. But I am so far from living out these ideals. These are the ideals and the calling of God on each and every one of our hearts that I'm speaking to here. But I want to be very clear that I am imperfect. I am um, here with this desire to walk alongside everybody. Not, I'm not here teaching or preaching. I'm here wanting to walk alongside you guys as I'm on this journey myself, right? This, this whole podcast started from this calling on my heart to learn what it meant to sit at the feet of Christ like Mary, to ponder, to listen, to be still while, and that's the big word here, while I am serving and moving and um, taking action as Martha. So this is my own journey, my own exploration, and I am just so excited for all of you guys who have jumped on and decided to walk alongside me on this journey by listening and um, being with me here on Latte and Laundry. Okay, and I just wanted to say that because I am, you guys, deeply in the process of constantly needing to remind myself, listen to God's whisper on my heart to be for my children. It is it is so obvious, right? Like we all love our babies. We love them. We would fight to the ends of the ends of the world for them. We would we would leap over fire and fight off the bad guy or whatever we needed to do for the love of our children. And yet at the same time, we are human and the simple things can often um, rub up against us like sandpaper can irritate our souls, can make us become resentful and um, harsh or ill-tempered so easily even in our motherhoods, even though um, we have a love for them that surpasses almost any other love outside of God's himself. But it is so critical that we pray through and lean into this idea of being for them. Because regardless of whether or not we live a motherhood that is fully for our children or not, I can promise you that the world will be against them. During this life, our children will experience so much against them. The enemy is on the prowl. Peers, culture, bosses, and the enemy himself are often all against them. They must know that in their corner, in the safety of their tiny or their large homes with their big or small families, that their people are for them. And we are the start of this, my friends. Mothers are the beginning of a child knowing that there is someone who is always for them. Um, do we, do, like, I feel like as women, we can often relate to the sentiment of how important it is to know that someone is for us, Right. Do we often like suffer and mourn and grieve and sit with sorrow or loneliness because we are unsure of who is for us? I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, some of the most painful experiences I've ever have have been because I felt alone and that no one was for me in the current cross, the current situation, whatever it was that I was going through. And this I know as an adult is not true. 
my husband is for me, my children is for me, and most importantly, the king of the universe is ferociously for me. However, the enemy is so good and he loves to make us feel alone, unworthy, unwanted, unloved. And when our hearts start to sit in this place of insecurity and doubt of not knowing whether or not someone is there fighting for us, for us, it can lead us to a place of despair, lead us to a place of waving our white flags and just a sense of hopelessness, which is not of God, which is not the way of the good news, which is not the love of Jesus Christ himself. And so I think something that just keeps swirling around in my heart as I look out on my kids and um, really emphasizing this idea of like, are you for them? Um, with regards to like talking to them in their sibling hoods and just how they love one another and respect and honor one another. I just realized it's just such an even more important sentiment on the heart of a mother and a father to remember and to pray through, are we for them? So I wanted to start this tiny mini series of these brief episodes to really dive into this idea of living our lives in our vocation of motherhood for our children. And I apologize for all my, my non-mother listeners out there. Um, but this is really important as it relates to all relationships. But I really need to speak to this vocation of motherhood specifically because we are on the front lines of preparing our children's hearts for this world to live their lives in honor and glory of God and to reject the enemy and all of his nasty temptations. And so this week I want to start off with just discussing the idea of being for our children in action. What does it mean to be for our children in action, right? And um, and it begins by being in their corner. In their corner. And there's this great sweet, uh, quote by St. Teresa of Calcutta, just speaking to love and action. And she says, faith in action is love and love in action is service and transforming that faith into living acts of love. We put ourselves in contact with God himself, with Jesus, our Lord. We, in every time we cut the crust off that peanut butter sandwich or tie those shoes just so or scratch the back. I don't know, know about any of you guys, but I, my kids, most of my kids are very, um, one, their love language is physical touch or they really love receiving physical touch, back scratches and playing with their hair and all the above. And I can have a kid laying in bed tossing and turning different and moving different parts of their body to my scratching hand because they so treasure the physical touch of being loved and comforted, right? And when we scratch those backs and wipe those tears, we are quite literally putting ourselves in contact with God himself, with Jesus, as St. Teresa of Calcutta says. And it's these little acts, these physical acts that are so important in being for our children, right? being in their corner. And now it's one of the things that's super interesting about the world of boxing that I found fascinating as I was praying through just the idea of um, being in the corner of our children is one of the most crucial and critical people in the lives of a boxer that can make or break their success in the ring is called their corner man. And it's a crucial member of the 
fighters team who provides so much um, for the, the boxer, including um, support and guidance and assistance during the fights. They are often responsible for analyzing that fight and assessing the opponent's weaknesses and providing stri- strategic advice during, um, not in the middle of the rounds, but between the rounds to help their fighter adjust their game plan. And isn't this who God is calling the hearts of us mothers to be? The corner man in our children's lives where we are out there assessing what the enemy is on attack to do into the hearts of our children. Assessing what is going on in their lives for all those that may be against them and providing strategic advice for our children in helping them um, readjust where, where God wants them so that they can spend their lives in response to his love of loving them in return. But before we even get into the, the emotional and strategic support that a corner man provides for a boxer, they also handle the every moment need of handling cuts and swelling, applying necessary treatment so they can minimize the impact of um, the, the pain and the injuries they received so that it doesn't affect their vision and their performance. They make sure they stay hydrated and they receive proper nutrients and energy levels so that they can have their best fight. And isn't this us? <laughs> Aren't we making sure that water bottle is filled before we go out the door? Or we're, we're checking our grocery list to make sure that our kids are getting enough fruits and vegetables and they're not just eating their starchy carbs all the time like my so, my children so <laughs> desperately love their their starch and their sugars um we are quite literally on the front lines the corner men in our children's lives in the daily grind of the little things and in the big things and yet um it can feel really mundane the physicality of our action in love it can feel really um small and meaningless it can feel um like it's honestly, (laughs) never going to end. And um, St. John Bosco has this awesome quote, which I just love St. John Bosco. If you don't know St. John Bosco, please, um, I think it'd be just bless your heart to spend some time reading up on the life of St. John Bosco and his heart for young, young men and developing them to know the love of God. And he says, do not be afraid of work that has no end. It has an end, the glory of God and the good of man. You guys, our days can often feel like they have no end. The laundry is always piling up. The dishes are always filling the sink. The meals always need to be cooked and the children always need to be consoled and disciplined and shepherded. It can feel like it has no end. And on you guys, on this side of heaven, our, our role as mother for our children has no end. The moment you conceived that blessed gift within your womb, you were on a journey for the rest of your lifetime in a role of shepherding these little sheep as God has asked you to cooperate in his most glorious plans for them until the day that you are with him in eternity. You are mother, not just when they're a newborn or two or three or off to school at five or 18 when they become an adult, or 25 or 30 when they're married and start having their own children. No, you are mama to these children forever. And it can seem like a daunting task, 
because our role never ends, but it is a glorious task because its end is the glory of God and the good of man. We are constantly being transformed into um, more like the saints that God designed and created us and crafted us uniquely to be every moment we cooperate with his plans in our motherhood by acting and serving our children. It's doing the it's doing the runaround, the errands without complaining. I'll be honest, you guys. I'm very protective in my home uh, family dinners. I'm very protective of not being um, tempted by the world's and culture's temptations to live a very fast-paced, rat-raced life with my children where we're hurrying and rushing everywhere. Because in my nature, I'm a very hurried person. Something that God continuously is trying to help slow down and in my heart and in my actions. And so I am aware of this about myself. I'm aware of how important it is just for me, my husband and our children to, to light in each other's company because there's so much time that's often filled with busyness and chaos. And so I'm very protective of schedules and not doing too many activities. In the Ability House, we do not let you do more than one um, organized activity uh, a season. It is because there is not just because there are so many of us, six kids and two adults, that if everybody was doing more than one, it would be quite mayhem. But also because I am very protective of the time that we have together. Family dinners are something that's so important to us that we'll eat them at 8.30 at night after sport gets done or at 4 o'clock before everyone heads out the door for um, the evening activities. But I also like to keep our evenings and our time together as a, as a unit, including dad and the kids, um, as simple and as protected as possible. And sometimes I can fall into the trap, which the enemy has pulled me into sometimes of um, really groaning and moaning about the duties of the evening activities. Oh, we got to go do this. And then we got to go do that. And oh, I got to get pick hair up from here and do that. And um, because my heart just has this, this aversion to um, busyness, which I think most of us honestly probably have. But instead of just accepting and honoring what it is that we decided to sign our children up for, and loving my children in those actions so they can see mom's selfless heart of I am willing to fight the fight with joy in my corner and not with groping, grind, groaning and complaining and fussing and whining like I so often get after my children about doing, but to show my love in action. And love in action, my friends, includes doing things with a joyful spirit. And that joy doesn't always look happy. doesn't always have to look um, like you're dancing while doing the hard and the difficult. But it also should not look like we're doing it with furrowed brows, with whining, with complaining, with just disgust at all that we are called to do. And this is not easy for this woman right here on this podcast <laughs> because I am very much one who wears my emotions on my sleeves. If I feel run down or worn out or burnt out by something, people are aware. And God is constantly calling me back to carry about this joyful spirit in the ways and the he is asking me to love my children with whatever that may be. If it's if it's oh my gosh, this this kid needs a second bath of the day because they've got pasta all over their hair and their face even though I bathed them earlier, which um 
Um, FYI is not a good idea. Do not bathe your little kids before you have a pasta dinner, but whether it's not, it's, I have to bathe them again, or I have to clean up this mess again, or the dishes are over overwhelming, or I don't want to run around and do all these things. He's constantly asking me to do that for him, for his glory, because it is when I do things with a selfless and joyful attitude that my actions come alive for God himself. And my kids can receive the blessing of knowing mama is for me. In fact, it's funny because I know I talked about last week, my word of the year, which is Hineni. And it's just something that is like moving and doing leaps and bounds. And God is just like doing some wild, crazy things in my soul as I respond to the call of this word on my heart. Um, But my husband keeps teasing me that your word should be joy. Your word should also be joy. Add that in because he desires and we desire that our actions for our children, for one another, are done with joy and love and not a begrudging resentfulness. Because my friends, if you do an act of what you know is love for your children, but you do it with a frown face and a resentful attitude, our children will know mama doesn't want to be doing this. And so much of the love that we are desiring to be poured out upon our children for them to receive in all that we're doing is done in vain. Because they are often left hurting and feeling the sense that they are a burden and not a joy and a delight, which we know in the depths of our hearts is the truth. Even (laughs) if our exhaustion and our humanity make us feel otherwise, right? And we can say we love our children and that we are for them. But if we do not behave like that by our actions, they will not receive all that we believe, right? And um, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola says, love ought to show itself in deeds more than in words, right? And St. Francis de Sales reminds us that there is nothing small in the service of God. Nothing, my friends, sitting down and flipping through that book with your child, the look and find books. My, my younger girls are obsessed with look and finds. If I could sit and do look and finds with them all day, their hearts would be filled with the greatest delight. There's nothing small finding that thing within the picture or, um, carefully wiping the pasta (laughs) off the cheek of your child or taking the two minutes to connect with them, to lay in bed with them at night. That's one of my most precious and um, favorite times with my children. That is something that I I struggle with as I've had more and more children, but it's something that I, I really think is where their hearts are unlocked is often in the evening, in the quiet dark of their beds, in the coziness of their pillows and blankets, wrapped up with mama, talking about the day's delights and joys and the highs and the lows and the in the um, pains and the sorrows of just where our kids feel, can feel so received and loved by us by the five minutes we take to connect with their hearts. They usually, it's the time where their their bodies are able to slow down enough to really reflect on what all that they've been feeling or thinking and they, they're able to express it to mama. And it's one of my most favorite times. So in the chaos of life, if you feel like you've had days where you have not been able to show your children your love for them in action, or they haven't been able to receive it, take maybe take those five minutes to snuggle with your child at the end of the night. 
You can even put a timer on. If you're like me and you have a number of children and it feels overwhelming and daunting to be able to snuggle with each child before bed, you can either rotate nights where sometimes I have the boys' room versus the girls' room nights or put on a timer, five minutes a child um, because oftentimes they want us, our physical presence, our action in love, of love more than they want what they, what we know they need sometimes, which is like clean clothes and clean dishes that we spend our time, a majority of our hours, um, tending to and working on. And there's this, this sentiment God keeps putting in my heart because, um, I am one who really, and I know we all do. So I say this as if I'm, I'm unique and alone, but really, um, delights in a clean home. And I think it's because I often, I grew up with a lot of chaos and it was quickly learned over the years that if I could just keep my space simple and clean, whether it was my bedroom or my desk or whatever it was, that that became my little sanctuary where I could find peace. And I think with the chaos of life, being a mother of six kids at homeschooling and and the runaround and the loud volume and et cetera, et cetera, I just desire (laughs) that peace as much as possible because I know it breathes so much life into my soul. And so I can get so caught up in looking out at the messes in my home and want it to stay clean and organized. And, And so I do work really hard in action to love my family, um, by way of, service in my cleaning and in my tending to the home. But sometimes that love can be selfish. Sometimes that love is about what I desire and is not meeting the needs of the people in my home. And yes, my kids are awesome. They do um, complain and whine sometimes, but for the most part, they're pretty decent when we say it's time to clean up and they they participate in that because they, they know they make a majority of the messes. Um, however, God just keeps putting this into my heart of that. If I'm spending only my time in action and my love for them intending to the needs of the house. I will miss the needs of their souls. It is much easier to clean a home than it is to clean the heart of a child. And so to take that time, those moments at the end of the day or break from cleaning, look out of the chaos and the mess. Your, your daughter asks you to play dolls or to play a game of cards or game of cards with you. Stop pause. Again, if you're afraid of losing yourself and never getting back to the chores and the other ways in which you love your family, put a timer on. I sometimes need to do this and tell my kids, okay, I can, I'm going to play cards, but I only got 10 minutes. So I'm setting a timer because I will delight in this. But if I don't get back to the kitchen, we will not have dinner tonight. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And they can learn that mom is not always available in the ways they, which they desire. But it is so important that they can feel that love in action, in presence, and being with our children, spending that time with them. And you will be surprised how frequently it delights our hearts to take a pause from the chores to just be with them, right? And um, St. Edith Stein, or um, St. Teresa Benedicta, as she is her saint name, says to be a mother is to nourish and protect true humanity and bring it to development. You guys, our motherhood, we are called to protect and to nourish our children with our actions and with our love. And um, the Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen has this awesome quote where he says, motherhood becomes a kind of priesthood 
She brings God to man by preparing the flesh in which the soul will be implanted. She brings man to God in offering the child back again to the creator. She is a nature's, she is nature's constant challenge to death, the bearer of cosmic plentitude, the herald of eternal realities, God's great cooperator. You guys, no one is for our children more than God himself. He is abundantly, ceaselessly, wholeheartedly for them. He is constantly and always fighting for their hearts. He wants nothing more than to delight in them by them delighting in his goodness, to know his goodness and to let themselves be loved by the heavenly father. And we are the great cooperator of God to teach this to our children by the way that we act for our children. And next week, I want to continue on this conversation of being for our children, not just in action, but in word. And this is like one of the most critical ones that I have to constantly pray through and check my own, my own voice, my own words to make sure that what my children are hearing is a message of love undoubtedly from their mother, a love so great that it breathes nothing other than being for them, being their corner man. All right, you guys, let me close this in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for being um, always for us. We have nothing to fear when we have you on our side. In Isaiah 41, 10, it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I thank you, Lord, for the gift of this, your heart, your life given over to us. And I pray specifically for all my mama friends out there, for myself and for all of our hearts that we can remember and um, allow that love that you constantly pour out for us and being for us to overflow abundantly and spill over into our daily acts of love that we have for our children so that they may be reminded of our own love, which is the first mediation of God's love itself so that they know that when the world is harsh, when the friends are hard, when they have the tear-filled or the hard and painful moments, that mama is for them. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, my friends, I hope you are having a blessed beginning of your 2024, and I cannot wait to continue to journey alongside you more as we continue through this new glorious year. God bless. <laughs>